Jesus, entering into a boat, passed over the water and came into his own city. St. Augustine says in The City of God, famously, that two loves built two cities, the love of God unto the contempt of self and the love of self unto the contempt of God. And we see the context of this gospel illustrates this distinction. What happened right before this gospel? Our Lord calmed the storm on the sea, and immediately before this passage that we just read, our Lord brought his disciples in the boat and went to the Gadarenes, this region which was considered and still considered a pagan territory. And there he saw the two possessed men, and he exercises them, sends the demons into the herd, swine, a herd of swine, and what happens? The townspeople come to Christ and throw him out. What did the demons say before they were cast into the swine? Do not cast us out of this region. So it was an infested region. And these people, these townspeople, are willing to live in this dysfunction rather than live in the consequences of Jesus Christ and his work. Christ came to save souls through three things. It was his preaching, his miracles, and his casting out of demons. And so all of these things then would testify to his divinity so that we would understand the Paschal mystery. Well, they see the effects of Christ and they reject Christ. So this is the city of man, the city of self-love that is, exists unto the contempt of God. What's really beautiful in this, it might seem like a throwaway line, but how does this gospel start? Jesus entering into a boat, passed over the water, and came into his own city. Two things in this sentence. First of all, it's a singular verb. Jesus entering into a boat. But it wasn't just Jesus who enters into a boat. He enters in with his apostles. So what's going on here? Why does Matthew put this in the singular? Our Lord has just manifested to the disciples his sovereignty over nature, calming the sea. He's manifested his divinity in his sovereignty over these demons. And then he's cast out of the city of self-love, the gatherings. And he has achieved such a cohesion of faith in his apostles that they are of a piece. They're, Christ, they're not contained by the boat. Christ contains them. He is the head, they are the body. He is the head, you are his members through baptism, through the life of grace. What are we to learn from this? Our thoughts, our words, our actions ought to be those of Christ. We are to be Christ in time, Christ in space, Christ here and now, 
acting through us as his members. Do we believe that? If we truly believe that, we'll think like that. We'll act like that. We'll speak like that. This is an ongoing conversion. We can't get complacent and think, I believe everything the church teaches, I'm doing fine, thank you. No, I believe everything the church teaches, I'm not doing fine, therefore I've got to do work. Because I believe everything the church teaches, and my conversion is not yet complete. So we see, he comes into what? His own city. This is really beautiful, his own city. So he goes from the city of self-love to the city of God, but it's still an earthly city of God, and it's not perfect. But nonetheless, notice the difference between the rejection of the Gadarenes and the people coming out with great faith, and they're bringing this suffering servant. And Jesus, seeing their faith, remember how Christ sometimes doesn't do miracles because of a lack of faith. Here, he sees the faith, and therefore does this miracle, which is a little disappointing, perhaps, because he says, your sins are forgiven you. Oh, I was expecting a healing of my muscles. Christ, whatever he does, does perfectly and does profoundly in ways that we often don't appreciate. I have a feeling that there was some disappointment in hearing these words, perhaps in the paralytic himself. I don't know. But what what does our Lord say to him? Because of his faith. In English, they've translated it, be of good heart, son. Be of good heart is okay. It's not a great translation. This is the, this is the verb of to be courageous. Homer used it. Aeschylus used it. Sophocles used it. So you see it in the heroic writers. You see it in the tragic writers, the Greek writers. This, this notion of courage, then for the Greeks, is that virtue which makes all the other virtues possible, the superhuman virtues. So they're pagans. We know that, it's interesting that our Lord would use it, but it's actually faith that makes these other things possible. What does faith do? It's not a collection of data. I believe everything the church teaches. In fact, Thomas Aquinas says, if we believe everything the church teaches because it makes sense, that's not faith. Because the church teaches it, we believe. There has to be an act of the will before there's an act of the intellect. Faith creates relationships. It puts us into a filial relationship with God. Hence, be of good heart, son. Tharse teknon, son. He's adopted him through faith. And therefore, all of these other things are possible. His healing, his forgiveness of sins. How many times people ask for a blessing of their house or they want special prayers because of problems in their life. And, you know, the first question isn't what's going bump in the night in your house or what, what are the problems in your life, but how is your relationship with our Lord? Are you working on your conversion? Do you have a healthy tension in your spiritual life and Christ has really won your heart? If so, those other things, the blessing of the house and the prayers of deliverance or whatever, 
those are going to be very effective. But if we don't have the essentials in the proper place, the accidentals, the secondary things, they go nowhere. So our Lord takes care of the essential. He makes him, he makes this man, he adopts him, makes him right with God by forgiving him of sins, and then he does the more superficial thing of healing him. That we would all have the same faith of this young man or old man, whatever he was, whatever he was, he became a child in that moment. And his, his bed was, it went from being something of a funeral buyer to a, a crib in which he was newly born and adopted by our Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.